Right, okay, so this is um, episode 11 of Music and More. It's going to be part two of the podcast with Robert. Uh, how are you doing today, Pete? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. I'm okay. Um, so, yeah, we had some really good feedback on that last one, didn't we, Pete? Yeah, yeah. Lots of great conversation. For, for one, the, the the podcast itself was great. Chatting with Rob and uh, yeah, it, it was an excellent conversation. But yeah, it definitely went long. So it, we definitely had to split it into two. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this next one. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it, we didn't, we had no, in, well, we had no idea we were going to run that long, really. It just, it was a natural flowing conversation. And I think at the end of it, we'd, you know, we'd recorded about three hours in total. So anyway, the result of that is that we decided to split it into two halves. Um, obviously, episode 10 is the first half of this conversation, if you haven't listened to that. Um, so yeah, without going into it too much, let's get on with episode 11 now. Uh, picking up, we're talking to Robert Harvey. So to me, that's act one. I mean, there's so many great things that happen with the music. And then after a while, you guys, you know, you did your third album. It was great. Uh, and then it went quiet. And uh, and you started doing some other projects that were pretty interesting. And I'd love, to, I'd love to pick your brain on some of those, if that's okay. Gosh, yeah. So Mike Skinner was doing The Streets, which, by the way, I never heard of until recently, actually, because, I don't know, for me, it didn't break over in the States. And so, but I, the more I started to do some research, I was like, oh, these guys are actually pretty good. And so I started to discover Mike Skinner and, and see that you guys did some things together. So how did the end of The Streets and the end of the music turn into the D.O.T.? Well, I, I, I've known Mike for a long, a long time because Tim also managed the streets, still does manage the streets. And I, I went on a night out with Mike in London. We went to go see, you know, you know, when David Blaine were in that box over the Thames. Oh, yeah. That was like the first night I went out with Mike. And um, I remember going to some really like horrible London bar, some fancy London bar and being like, oh, I'll get this round. Like, you know, we're like, four alcoholic drinks and maybe three non-alcoholics. And they were like, um, oh, that's 72 pound. <laughs> I didn't even have 72 pound on me. <laughs> like, shit. Like, Mike, do you want to go have some this round? <laughs> um, that was the first time I, uh, I really met Mike and then obviously he went on to do what he did. And um, I think where me and Mike connected was in that sense of we'd both, obviously the streets were a little more successful than us, but I think we connected in that sense of the aftermath of that, part of our lives yeah but like so so what I, what is this now do you know and we talked for hours about failure really it felt like failure to us it felt like oh we had this amazing thing and then it was it felt like it failed hmm. and how we navigate that um and obviously i don't want to talk too personally because those sure. conversations I, 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 I don't talk uh, on his behalf but i think we connected on that and a lot a lot around health and mental health and that kind of stuff um and in the end, end of the music, you know, I, I was the one I think who, who ripped the plaster off. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Hmm. Um, and Mike, for me, was the one that were like, you know, come make some noises with me. And um, that's what I think. I could have done things differently. I think I could have definitely looking at back now, I could have handled things a lot better with the music. I just panicked. I was scared. I didn't want to go back to feeling like I did in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> um, didn't want to go back into a... Uh, a rehab clinic. Uh, so I, I panicked. Uh, I think we'd lost our energy. Hmm. We'd stopped communicating as people. Um, the thing that, that, you know, even though we didn't communicate much before, the thing that we did communicate with, with our music, that had gone. Hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I, I didn't feel the passion for that anymore. Wow. I craved something, something new, and I, and, and I didn't realize when I, when I, when I left the music, how much, you know, I was, I was, you know, hurting other people, and um, I regret that, you know. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard to, uh, to, to think about. No, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I think I think that's something that you know we've, like like P said, we're we're all older now, we're all more mature, and um, you know it's something that we can talk with that we well that we've talked about. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know, it's a difficult thing to just dive first into and talk really frankly about sure. it. To be honest. Yeah, and you know, obviously, I, I don't I don't mind talking about it, uh, but. Um, what what Skinner like showed me was just I just it was just something new yeah for me and he said come come and play with me so I'm like I, I, it was something that I felt like I'd hit a wall as a creative and to have someone if and let's be honest Mike Skinner does not make music like everybody else <laughs> the guy literally how he thinks about lyrics how he thinks because I start again I started thinking about how I made songs and how I wrote lyrics and melodies when. We never did that. We never thought about it. So I was fully at a wall. I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's really difficult when you become aware of the things you've done. You don't know how you did it. Yeah. So then I, I felt like, well, I, I don't know how to do this anymore. It's almost like a, I, I think it is like a second tier simplicity. You're like, at first, it's just really simple. It's not, you're not thinking about it. You start thinking about it. And then you, it's like paralysis by analysis. And then all of a sudden, you have to actually go back and learn it all. You have to go back and learn about melody. I never learned about melody, never learned about chords, never yeah. learned about rhythm, never learned about unconscious priming of a melody and a rhythm so that when the listener gets it again, they're like, woohoo, I love this song. Like, I never knew that. I don't, I know, I didn't know how we were doing that. I had to learn about all that. And Mike to me was he was an open book. He was like, Oh, this is how I write lyrics. So it was a it was a seminar every time I was with him. Hmm. And that was massively inspiring. And it felt like a lot of it was, if I'm honest, is distraction because I didn't want to have to think about what I just left behind, you know? Yeah, I, I see that in some of the footage that I, I've seen a lot of your videos with the DOT. And uh, I've even seen some of the interviews with you guys. And, and the more I read about some of the stuff that you shared publicly on some interviews and things like that, mm -hmm. I could almost see that. Like, it just seemed like the music was this organic group and you were not professionally trained. You didn't have a specific, you know, way of doing things. You guys were just natural and flowing. And then you get into this studio with Mike Skinner and it's very methodical. I mean, I, I think I saw one clip where you were singing a song and he was like, no, no, hold on, try and sing it like this and, uh, and try to do it like this. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's different because yeah. Rob is the natural here. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't, no offense to Mike, but I just felt to myself like, here's I a mean, guy who's I, done really well at doing that naturally. <laughs> but, it, but it's like when that starts to fail, you, you've got no other option but to yeah. try something else. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, and Mike were like, if you're struggling, just it's like hand me a newspaper mm -hmm. and go, you can sing melodies, you can sing melodies, but don't overthink it, just read that newspaper's cutting, you know, and then, you know, even like if you're struggling with melodies, all right, I'm going to play you, I'm going to play you three minutes, I'm going to, or I'm going to play you a verse, I'm going to loop you around in a verse, uh, I'm going to do it five times, and I want you to sing five of your favourite songs over this loop, and then he's good, and then he, what he'd do is he'd 
then have five different takes. Then you go, right, we'll have this first line of, I don't know, fucking, how deep is your love? Is your love? But I'd have like, how deep is your love? And then I'd be like, like a virgin, kiss for the very first time. So it'd be like, how deep is your love? Kiss for the very first time. So then you start to create melodies. Yeah. Just from borrowing other people's melodies. So then you have like five melodies all chopped up together. Then you go, hang on, I can kind of hear a melody in there somewhere. So you, but all you've done is just sing your five favorite songs. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, but just stuff like that. And he, he, he's, he's a, Mike's a scientist. We were never scientists. We, yeah. we, we all, it was natural to us. Mike is, is a technician. Yep. You know, he, he learns about, you know, Mike taught me about presidential speech. Presidential speech is like, you know, it's called that because presidents do it. We are gathered here today. Today is a special day for every one of us. Every one of us that has come from overseas to create this beautiful country, a country that stands strong today, a today that we can be proud of. Proud because, you know what I mean? So it's almost like you start, the, 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 the word you end the line with is the one you start the next one with, but mm-hmm. it, sounds, it sounds good. It's like, do that in a song. So do you know what I mean? So like stuff like that, it's just, it just opened me up to a whole new way of thinking. And that, and the DOT for us as well was the, you know, I don't think we ever thought it was, you know, particularly um, friendly to the listener. But what it felt like to us was freedom. Yeah. Because we didn't have to please anybody. I really like that. It reminded me of that feeling when we first started because it was like, I don't have to, I don't have to care what a record label thinks anymore. Yeah. I kind of got that feeling from How We All Lie. That, that, that song <laughs> yeah. was so, it's a really good song. <laughs> and it just so seemed- random. It was very random, but it's cool. You guys were like, was it a GoPro you were throwing in the air in the video? (laughs) (laughs) You guys just look like, yeah, we're just having fun. And it's, you know, but it was a good song. So, yeah, you guys definitely made, (laughs) I did discover recently another song. You did the Blood, Sweat and Tears where you guys, the video was insane. You guys went on and did some, a lot of videos. That one intense with the Jesus. He's (laughs) he's crazy with video as well. He's like, he's definitely the most creative person I've ever met. Like there's definitely... Like, you know, without going on about too much, it's what inspires me about Mike is that nothing stops him every day. Like, you'd be sat having some food with him and he'd go, stay there. And then he'd go, <laughs> take a picture of him. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, ev- everything, is a, everything is in a moment or an opportunity to create something. Now, that's, that's, how, that's how I want to live my life. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a family. I'm not married. I don't have a dog. All I've got is music. You know, that's sad and beautiful at the same time. But, um, Wait, you said you don't have a dog? I see a dog all the time on your videos. <laughs> I, I, borrow, I borrow that to my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But like, no, Mike, Mike, you know, that, that moment was scary, um, painful, uh, but massively inspiring. And, you know, Mike's, Mike's a really good friend now. He's one of my best friends and I still gets to play with, with the streets. It's, that's a, it's, it's an amazing thing. It, it was yeah. nice to play a role in a band where nobody was looking at me, <laughs> you know, what I mean? it was nice to to just sit back and fall in love with playing, falling back in love with music. Yeah, I've fallen out of love with it. You know, I I I didn't, I'm not really, I'm not really a techie or a muso guy. Like music is just a medium in which I found I could express myself. But I started to fall in love with guitar again, and I was playing with musicians who were technically trained, and that was new to me. So I would like learning new cards and stuff. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> so that's like, that was a, a different role for me, for me. And I, I, I'm always, 
the thing that excites me is when I can be put into a position that is ultimately beyond me and I have to learn how to do it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on this, but I'm curious. Since when you were with the music and everything was just, you guys just organically created this thing and it was very natural. And then you went on to, you know, work with Mike and, and the streets. Those guys are really good musicians. Mm. Did that, did that almost like hurt your confidence in a sense to think like, wait, I don't do it that way. Cause you didn't do it that way. You did it a different way. I don't think either way is better than the other. I think people do things differently. Some people are more technical. Some people are not. And, and I don't think that that means one's better than the other, but is there a chance that when they did it differently, that was, you know, N- nah, never, never, com- never confidence. Okay. I mean, it, there's, there's moments where they're jamming. I just put my guitar down. <laughs> I'm out. Um, but there are different, there are different, kind of musician um you know what 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 we did with the music is you can't put in a box it's just there's no box for that yeah there's you know it, it, it goes beyond that but these guys are there's a session and I, I you know i mean this with all the respects in the world to, to, to the music these guys are professional. <laughs> I mean, they, they rehearsed their instruments. We, we did. Those were just about a moment. It's yeah. about energy. And um, it was nice kind of seeing that in a different way. I think one thing that I, I didn't expect and that I had to learn to deal with was, although it was nice at the beginning, was that I wasn't the center of attention. It was difficult <laughs> to begin with. I have, I have to be honest, that hurts. Mm. It hurts. It's like, no, I'm the man. I'm the man. Like for a while, you know, Tim, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying, he's had to have a lot of really frank conversations with me where he's been like, it's for me, he's been like, yeah, yo, you need to shut up. Wow. You need to just shut up and play your guitar. Like, and that, you know, and, and I'm grateful for that because for, for he's like, for sometimes I, I think I thought I was more important than I was. Hmm. And that took a bit of adjusting, but you need to just shut up and play your guitar. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I got better at doing that. So then you obviously never stopped writing. I mean, you've been, you, you wrote great songs with the music. You were still writing songs with the DOT, but then you started to write songs for other musicians, uh, mm-hmm. like Harley, for example. Heck, you're now, let's see, one of the, one of the songs, Lonely, went platinum. Uh, the, the other song, Head and Heart, went two times platinum, <laughs> double platinum. That's, mm-hmm. that's incredible. You wrote those songs. I mean, mm-hmm. how does it feel to be a platinum writing artist? It's, 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 I mean, first of all, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. Uh, but it's a different skill set. Again, I, 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 I crave that. You don't realise the skill in the skill in pop music is really strange because you know when you're on the radio, you just think, "Oh, what's this crap?" But yeah. there's a real I, um, skill to. I'm, I'm really interested. I think Phil touched on it on as well in the last one, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I get that." Where he talks about almost like an unconscious manipulation of the listeners' emotions, and that that to me is what. I, I do. I try to do now with pop music is to try to because you know, if the mind can, the conscious mind can only focus on maybe two or three things, which is usually like a lead line, you know, the beat in general, and then like a narrative. Then you have well, the the ear and the unconscious mind hears everything. Hmm. So why not have fun with that? Why not distract? It's a little bit like kind of sleight of hand. You know, you distract them over here with the narrative, and then over here you're giving them something that they're going to get later on, but they don't know they're getting it now. Ah. So. You know, the record I always go uh, on about is, uh, you know, How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. Of course, yeah. Like, you know, the verse is, there's a boy I know, he's the one I dream of. So the conscious mind is on the narrative, but then 
the unconscious mind from from beat one is getting which is basically the chorus melody right so you have you have the chorus melody unconsciously being primed to the listener for a minute and a half the pre-chorus gives you the song title four times in a row. Oh, how will I know? Can I trust your feelings? How will I know? How will I know? How will I know? And then Gus Wade does, how will I know if he really loves us? And then everyone's like, I fucking love this song. I feel like yeah. I've heard it before. had it for a minute and a half, but you don't even know it because you've been listening to, oh, there's a boy, she knows. He's the one I dream. You know what I mean? So it's like you distract them with one thing while giving them another. And I, when someone sat me down and showed me that, I was just like, Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That's fascinating. I fell and- in love with that. I fell in love with that. That was like, that became the obsession. How can I get people to feel good? And how can I get people to feel something just with something so simple? Yeah, well, you definitely did that with Head and, head and Heart, man. <laughs> that song is hard to get out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that is a song that you hear and you're like, yep, that's, yeah, I could see why that is still number one for mm. so long. <laughs> Thanks, it's man. very yeah, catchy. I, I was, my, my, a couple, I wrote it with a couple of mates, and uh, they, one of the guys, he kind of came up with the, 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 well, it was on the toilet. He was like, God, it's melody, man. So he, he was like, I'm going to bring it up to yours. So they came up to mine, and we did it in my spare room, my old gaff. And um, I, like, I thought to myself, all I've got to do is just not mess this up. Like, how, can I, how can I help just get them to the, to the, to the kind of nut of the song? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, the verse should just be that, but with lyrics. So it's just, oh, my God, oh, my God, again priming the thing but the narrative is the distraction to the story and you know the repetition of you know phrases that people use daily so oh my god so when you know now people go oh my god like oh my god oh my god like (laughs) becomes like a everyday phrase if you can bring those things in and then it's just the you know the focus on the duality of the head and the heart and and those things yeah and And I, i basically i don't know personifies the right word but i guess maybe for lack of a better one right now, to personify the melody. And it was, so like, what if it's your heart that's going, and my heart goes, buh, 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 what if it's the heart that's yeah. doing that? Yeah, that's so pretty, like, yeah, that, 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 I caught that. Role with that. I definitely yeah. caught that where it was like a heartbeat, you know, but it's, it's yeah. the song and it's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's layers in that. It, it, I definitely appreciated that. That's really cool. And apparently a lot of Thanks. people appreciated it because it was the song that uh, they played for New Year's Eve as they were like lighting fireworks and doing big yeah, hearts man, in the sky. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blessing. I, I honestly, I, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. don't really understand like how <laughs> that started in my fucking spare room, man. That's not like a, if someone like me, if, that, if someone like me doing something like that can't inspire someone to do music, <laughs> I don't know what will. Because I'm just trying, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be, I'm just out here trying to learn like everybody else, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I, 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 it's just wild. I, yeah. I, I think one of the one of the things I'd say is that I just tried to stay in the game. That's all I've tried to do, man. Yeah. I've just tried yeah. to learn. I just tried to learn, try to stay in the game, and try to and just try to stay open. No, I, I, I get think, it. I think, and that's a really um, cool chapter of your life. Honestly, I think it's fascinating, and I think it's really cool to see you grow. I'm super happy as someone who is a fan of the music to see that you got healthy. Uh, I, you know, I heard that you had some mix with alcohol or whatever, and, and, I, and I, I really felt bad. And then just to see that you actually started to do therapy, to, to stop drinking and to actually be healthy, that made me feel better. I was like, oh, man, I feel so good for him. I'm really happy that that's happening. And then I see this video on YouTube and it's this acoustic version <laughs> with you and Adam. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. What? What? 
what is going on here? No explanation, no nothing. All I see is open your mind and you guys. And I just was like, and at the time I hadn't spoken to Adam before. Not the first thing you saw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, and actually my buddy Mike, who's always feeding me information. I don't know how he gets all this information. He's the one who turned me on to the music originally when nobody knew about him in the States. Uh, he's just, I don't know how he does it, but he finds things. And he shared that video with me. He's like, dude look and i was like oh my god what is going and then of course everybody's are they getting back together what is this everyone it was such a tease and so adam and and rob i'm really curious like share a little bit about that that reunion and and what it was like and why you guys even made those songs those acoustic versions well it's, it's difficult really and again it it's sort of tough to dive head first into talking about but you know i always found it difficult because I mean, I've always felt like I had a creative partnership with Rob. And obviously when Rob found that it couldn't work in our environment anymore, and I don't know, obviously that, you know, that's going to be tough for me. Do you know what I mean? And I found that hard to deal with. And, you know, I went on my own sort of journey, sort of because of that really. And as a res- um ultimately, and we, we didn't really talk for like nine years, Rob. I don't think, I mean, we were born like two days apart in the same hospital as, you know, we were friends as babies. Do you know what I mean? Our mums used to hang around together when we were really young. Do you know what I mean? Um, we were, we were really close and you were almost like a part of my brain, almost not in a, not in a weird way, just in like, I needed you for like, um, structure, I think, or summer just to know that you were there. But it's weird because like you said, sort of towards the end, we, I think we lost a lot of our spark as well in terms of our personal relationship, you know, whether that was born of, you know, moments thinking, how do we fix this when it, if it appears to be broken and then just getting too tired to the point where we were both like, well, what, whatever will be, will be. And, you know, you kind of went off and did your own thing. And although it was really hard for me to deal with, it was kind of, a lot of it was under the circumstances as it happened, but you know, I'm not going to go too much into that, but ultimately anyway, you know, uh, those kitchen videos are as a result of us sort of talking for the first time, talking a little, you know, first time in now nine years, talking a little bit about the past and how we both felt and stuff like that. And then, you know, to be honest, you know, if you want to get into the reality of it, what that, what that first video was, were effectively, that was a, that was a method of working out whether you could still feel like you could sing the songs, wasn't it, Rob? You know what I mean? It's, you mean technically, like vocally? Cause yeah, yeah, vocally. Vocally, he was worried about, you know, like, as he illustrated earlier, he, he found it difficult to use his voice in that way. So having ten, nine years and not singing like that, to have the, suddenly the prospect of doing that. But, you know, the first time I went round, I took my guitar with the idea of playing, and I don't think we played it. I think we just sat and talked for four hours, but, you know, we'd not talked for nine years. So not even as if them four hours were enough to catch up. But <laughs> I don't know. It was, it, I mean, it's been a, as, you know, this is obviously a tale of, two halves obviously but it was a, a long journey for me as well in a very different place um and that's fine don't get me wrong it, but it, i had no context for what rob's done do you know what i mean and what he's achieved and um you know i without sounding weird i'm really proud of what he's achieved do you know oh, yeah. what i mean in terms of looking at him and thinking well done mate do you know what i mean which would might have stuck in my throat quite a lot even even like, I don't know, however many months ago, I can't remember now, six, eight, ten months, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Because all it sort of made me feel was uh, that I'd lost you. Do you know what I mean? But I think, you know, us talking and me sort of coming out of my shell a little bit more and sort of rediscovering a lot of stuff. I don't know. I think it sobered me up, really. Do you know what I mean? In a sense of, 
and, and especially them first conversations again, we uh, really sobered me up to the point of, you know, this, whatever happened wasn't anything other than fucking life. You know what I mean? And life <laughs> happens to everyone at some point. Oh yeah. Um, and I was just so happy to be talking to you again. Do you know what I mean? And to be able to talk like we used to and have the sort of conversations that we used to, because we used to have funny conversations, man, that used to make me laugh. I mean, you make me laugh more than anyone I've ever met in my life. <laughs> so to be able to have that back, do you know what I mean? In any capacity, we're amazing. Like I say, when I first went round, we talked for about four hours, but then the second time we, you know, we played a couple of tunes and, you know, I just started doing the YouTube channel and that and, and Twitter and that and getting really into that. And I just... I don't know. I was just so excited about the prospect of, you know, the band getting back together in any way. Um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 I still find it quite a difficult thing to talk about because it's kind of, and it still feels like a little bit like, like you've got an, like you've got a, an egg timer, an hourglass sort of thing, and you just turn it upside down all of a sudden <laughs> and it all just starts falling the other way. Mm. And you know what I mean? It's a little bit like when a cargo tanker is going that long, that fast, you know, if you ask it to turn around, it's a little big deal. Do you know what I mean? It's a big yeah. deal to turn something that big and that powerful around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, like I'm getting maybe deeper than I wanted to into this. I don't know, but um, our initial phone call, our initial conversations anyway, it were, I, it totally derailed me instantly. And that was, fuck, that were kind of annoying in a way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It totally disarmed me. And I was like, well, bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Like I had an ax to grind and I ain't got one anymore. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. And, I don't know, like, but them kitchen videos and like, especially open your mind. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I've said in videos before that how much I love that song, love the vocal, love what it does to me. And just to, you know, go around, sit down, play it and hear it. So I sat next to him again. That was fucking mega. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, um, you know, that's what all the pick slamming and all that sort of stuff. I can't remember what song <laughs> that, but all, all that stuff was just like, Oh my God, I remember how this feels. Do you oh, know what I mean? I, I felt it for nine years. Um, and then you did karma. So, oh, yeah, that yeah. Karma exactly. version was so good. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, as yeah, far well, as the I mean, voice, it worked. The voice was still there. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to a degree. I mean, I, nine years is a long time. But to kind of follow up what, to what Adam said there, I mean, first of all, me too. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's to to sit and play, you know, with the person that could allow me to to like, you know, I, it takes me back to those. You know, there was music block things straight away. You know, mm-hmm. we'd literally not played together. We're not spoke in nine years. You walked into the, in my kitchen, you sat down and started playing. It was, <laughs> honestly, what were it, two takes? When we'd not played for yeah. nine years? Yeah, like, yeah. Just like, what is that? And, and they, were, they were like, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and um, it was emotional. Like this, I say this year, 2020, obviously it was wild for so many other reasons, mm-hmm. but what it did for me is, and you know, and I've got, to, I've got to thank Phil for this because Phil is, Phil's always been really good at throwing a bomb in a good bomb, but he's always oh. been good at throwing a bomb in and getting a reaction. And Phil knew how to get me, Phil knew how to get me going. You know, that's probably why he's doing the job he's doing, <laughs> uh, but he threw a bomb in and I reacted and I knew I couldn't be quiet any longer. I knew I had to explain myself. I knew I had to, and I, and, and, and I knew that I had to listen to what everybody else was, was feeling. And um, that was really, really difficult because it was, you know, basically a decade of me ignoring the, the thing that I'd been trying to run away from. Hmm. And um, I was, and I was most, I mean, you know, Phil, me and Phil talking's always been, 
pretty difficult because me and Phil are quite, we're both quite uh, sarcastic, I guess. We're both quite fiery. And, and Phil's definitely like probably one of the smartest in the band. I, I, <laughs> I, I, tried, to, I tried to keep up with Phil, but I just ended up, bollocks, he's got me again. Um, but um, the, the, the most difficult, com- and Stu's like the loveliest person you'll ever meet. So I knew that yeah. talking to Stu wouldn't be uh, difficult. Not that it was, it was going to be difficult with Adam. It's just that it was going to be way more emotional. Like actual, finding actual words was going to like just getting through a sentence without going, was yeah. going to be difficult with Adam. Um, bomb, and I didn't yeah. know, I because I thought, I was shaming myself. I'm like, this guy's going to want to fucking kill me. Like, honestly, I, I, I didn't know what I was going to, I didn't know what what the, the energy was going to be like. Sure. Um, because it had been so long. And obviously, uh, I, I, he, he probably hears what I'm doing. I probably hear what he's doing. Yeah. So there's this, there's this weird filter that you're hearing about each other through that is never actually true. Um, I mean, I don't know. I said to Adam, that's not when when we came around, it's like, I'm not like I'm sat here popping bottles of champagne and, you know, like, I'm just sat here on my own with a guitar, trying to write songs like I'd, I have been all my life. Like, I ain't got any, like, crazy celebrity mates. Or, I mean, like, this is all I do. I just sit on my own. Yeah. Um, and he steals and his neighbor's dog. Yeah, every now and again. <laughs> and I think that's when you were like, oh, yeah, this, this is just like, it's just what it was before, but it's been 10 years since we did it. Hmm. And I, 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 I spoke to all the guys and I listened and I told them why I kind of, I, I mean, it's hard to explain because you, you, don't, you don't mean to do anything. Um, but now I can look back and go, fuck, man, that must have been difficult for those guys. Me just upping and leaving. But at the time, I was just, it's not like I did it to piss anyone off. At the time, no. I just did it because all I was trying to do was survive, man. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, you know, like you say, you ripped the plaster off. Um, it was kind of something that needed to happen. You know what I mean? Like it were, you know, like the energy had gone in lots of different ways. Um, I don't know. It would, it were, it was difficult because it was just it was just scary, and I know it was exactly the same for you. Um, but it were the the that terrifying thing of like shit, man. I've been doing this since I was like fifteen. Mm. You know, what I mean? this is what I know. What the what the hell else am I supposed to do? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I struggled with for well for nine years. Really. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I never. Um, and you know, like I didn't know how to do what Rob were doing. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't. I, that sounds really weird, but. I don't know how to do jack shit me other than like make riffs and stuff. Really? That's what I really know how to do. Like, I don't know how to live a normal life and like do like a normal job. And that's why I love uh, David McMaster so much because he's the one person who gave me a job and I can be me. Do you know what I mean? If I end up fucking losing my mind or something, he's just like, just go sit in Van Adam. You know what I mean? He's not like, you're sacked, your mental go home. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, I, I went through various attempts at being employed, let's say, and it ended with me being quite aggressive with people, um, which I'm not really proud of, to be honest, but it was just to make me going, all right, so I can't actually exist in this world then. <laughs> and so, you know, it were it was sort of a difficult time for me. And like I said, that's why I, that's why I got a lot of respect. For, I mean, I always have, but especially now, like, you know, because it's been a long road for you, hasn't it, Rob? You know, not to coin a fucking phrase, but do you know what I mean? It, <laughs> It's been, it, you know, you haven't just suddenly sat down and wrote a number one. You've been, no. you've for over nine years, you've been in and out of different studios with different mm-hmm. people at different levels, trying yeah. different things, throwing enough shit and see what sticks. Do you know what I mean? Not probably a wrong phrase to use, but effectively yeah. just trying, trying as many things as you can. And, um, 
don't know like that was something i always wanted to do but i didn't i never knew how to be that outgoing if you know what i mean like mm-hmm. being outgoing and connecting with people always felt like a skill that were above me um and i have to say i've since realized i'm actually all right at it to be fair yeah but I, I, I always i always lived under an illusion that i struggled to connect with people in any other way than like Rob says, you know what I mean? When you're just knocking out riffs and stuff like that and doing what you know. But um, yeah, I, I know that were difficult for you going down that road too. Um, and, I don't, I, and it's nice to be able to talk about that stuff, I suppose. Um, do you know what I mean? With the right with the right head on your shoulders. But yeah, you know, you worked hard, haven't you? It's not like it's been handed to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, there's definitely been, I mean, I, I, moved, I moved to London and I, I, I definitely launched like, a, a, a lot of money and I looked at my bank account and I'm like, I'm going to have to move back to Leeds. <laughs> like, you know, it, where I went back to a very, I was basically like turning over, you know, 10, 15 grand a year, just trying to like stay in music for probably three or four years. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I, I, and it's not like this thing about, oh, I'm never giving up. This is my dream. It's just like you said, it's all I know. I guess one thing that I, that I had going for me is that I, that curiosity and I, and I, and I mean, I'm super interested in people and I am super interested in what makes people do what they do. So I, I, I have a, a, a passion of kind of kind of copying people and, and try to mirror what they do. And I think one thing that I've always been pretty good at is I'm not afraid to mess it up. So I just get, I just literally just messed around for as long as I could get it wrong for as long as I could. And I, and I just wait for, things to align really hmm. uh, oh i think i could get on with them let's let's try and make some some magic and then it's like then but it's, you know you build stuff and it falls down you build stuff and it falls down you build yeah. stuff and it falls down it's like so it's just a, a series of things trying to build things and then falling down and then having enough like it's reminding me how much i love music because i, I i've woke up and i've gone fuck i've got nothing i've got a blank piece of paper but I love music. Mm. I could have gone and got another job. I could have gone and got a job that paid me more than what music has done over the years, um, and I'd, and been respected or whatever. Sure. And not had to sit in my own head, going, "What am I going to do?" I think you would have been miserable. One hundred percent. But like Adam says, I, can't, I don't have to do anything else. Well, I suppose I do, but I got no passion for it. Yeah. yeah. I, it's not going to get me out of bed. It's not. No. And like what. I, you know, you, you can hear it when I'm ranting. I, like when I'm onto something, I'm passionate about it. Mm. And, that, that, and, and I guess it's just every now and again that laser comes on again, and it's like, Ugh! you know. <laughs> um, and I've, I'm lucky. I've, I've always had good people around me as well. You know what I mean? I've always had a really supportive kind of network of friends and family. And whenever I've felt like, oh, I can't do it, they've gone, "You fucking talking about? It? Yeah, come on, you know, get your head out your ass. You can do this." Um, and you know, through therapy and learning, I think I've you've, I've been humbled a lot. You know, a lot, and that that I'm always ready to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm always ready to start again. I'm always ready to start again. Like, I don't I, that doesn't scare me. Starting again does not scare me. Mm-hmm. So how did how did you feel when uh, when Tim reaches out to you and says, "Hey, would you guys think about doing a reunion gig?" Shit myself <laughs> because it's all the same shit. I don't want to let anyone down. Yeah. But that, but I, but, and, but it's, it's, it's all behind macho bravado of, oh, I can't let anyone think I'm scared. Mm. That's because interesting. I, 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 Cause I'm doing all right now. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing all right in music now. 
I can't let them know I'm scared. But yeah, but no. And, you know, Phil said it to me, make a decision, Rob. Like, because for a while I'd be like, yeah, maybe we'll do some gigs and maybe I won't. And I didn't, that would be just been scared. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that what that would do to everybody else. That meant that, you know, and I, and I, and I fucking regret that now. But at the time I'm just like, yeah, maybe. But then I just panicked because I, I can't fucking do that anymore. Yeah. And I didn't, uh, and the hardest hurdle was how the, how, I'll stop swearing. How do we get into a room together? Mm-hmm. That was, that was the hard, I, I actually thought once the, once we could get on, the tunes would probably be all right. Yeah. But the hardest thing is like, there's so much to get through. Right. So much emotion. Like there's so much baggage to have to get through. Um, that was probably scarier than the actual singing. Oh yeah. I can imagine that would be the hardest part for me for sure. Cause you guys had such interpersonal, re- your relationships were so strong for so long and then to not be, yeah, you, there's no way you guys can get on stage. Uh, some bands do that and it doesn't work. You know, like you ever see, you see these bands that like, oh, they're having a reunion tour, but they flew different planes. They just showed up at the gig and tried yeah. to do something. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we, we and I mean, I, I don't know about you, Adam, but there were a point where I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> we don't know how we're going to react in the same room. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel like I've, I feel like I've got, you know, three brothers back again at the risk of sounding corny. That's no, not no. corny. And especially Adam, because like I say, there's, that's always been just, a, it's not, it's not, it's been deeper. It's always, it's always been more, it's been more emotionally charged for some reason, mm-hmm. man and Adam's relationship. And we've spent a lot of time talking about, haven't we? Like we've mm-hmm. been like, you know, we've had moments where we've been, you know, when we listened to, um, when we did the, What's the the uh, the listening party? Like that fully broke me. I were in bits listening, watching all that. You know, and you like for the, probably for the week after it. You know, me and Adam were going back on voice notes. You know, blubbering to each other, telling how much you <laughs> tell each other how much we love each other. Like, yeah, because it's that deep, but it's just so hard to deal with those things. Um, yeah, it's so hard, and I don't think I was equipped to deal with it at the time. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I don't think any of us were. Yeah, I feel like we are now. I genuinely feel like we are now. Yeah, I th- um, definitely. Like you say, um, that's one of the highlights is definitely getting all you three back. As for, I mean, no, I still have had a bit of a relationship with Phil over the years. Obviously, um, I haven't seen as much as Stu, regrettably, either. But um, definitely, uh, well, like you were missing from my life for nine years. Do you know what I mean? And um, so to have you back, do you know what I mean? Is It's hard to describe, really. But it it's amazing how like even after five six years like the the vivid image of being in a band being on stage and that relationship and that feeling had gone mm-hmm. it wasn't a case of it was distant it had gone mm-hmm. i had completely forgotten what that felt like mm-hmm. you know and as i say when it all ended i didn't watch listen to anything i listen to music for nine years you know what i mean literally because any kind of music just reminded me of it but when we are when we kind of started talking again and everything well after our first conversation i think our first proper conversation you know like i went straight on youtube and what was it big big day out 2003 <laughs> disco that was the first one that i found yeah. and i just pressed play on that and I mean, you know, that were a that were a big moment for me this year, really, because it would I can't describe it. It's like being it would like being punched in the face by your own history. Do you know what I mean? Like really 
violently and viciously, like to the point of you think you've forgotten about all this. Well, here all of it comes back into your brain all at once. You're not going to get it in dribs and drabs. I'm going to ram it straight back into your psyche as fast as it left. Here you go. And you know what I mean? It's like, you know, when he pulled out the Matrix or something like that. It's like all that, that rush of, oh my God, I remember. Like, you know, I was actually pretty good on that guitar, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, not just... bad, mate. You were bad at guitar, to be fair. <laughs> that, that's why I, I, after that, I just got straight on the WhatsApp, which had been dead. You know, there were no on that WhatsApp. I got on that and I just started spamming it with memories and videos and anecdotes and stories. And, and like, like, we were good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and like, and what I'd had shoved back into my brain, I wanted to shove back into everyone else's as well. It's like, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember like how good we were? And like I know it tailed off and it did tail off. And like Rob says, like the first three years were just absolutely insane. Like those gigs, do you know what I mean? The first Brixton, you know, the first support tour with Charlton's, you know, like what my brother were talking about, standing in that first gig at Liverpool, listening to us play and going, Yeah, this is the real deal. This isn't, you know. And that is just such a privilege to have that back. Because you've no fucking idea how empty my life has been without that memory. Do you know what I mean? And, and not, not even not even having to experience it again but just like not having access to those memories which make up the you know probably the most important years of my life so far do you know I, you know and i know you're you're doing things now which are you know off the chat off the scale do you know what i mean and but i'm sure i was still for you do you know what i mean like them early memories especially the first three years you know you can't I mean, touch, I, you can't touch memories like that no no and that's what gave all of us the kind of leg up you know, you know, to to whatever we've got now, uh, whatever experience we experiences we had gives us a perspective of life now, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm. But the thing, you know, I, I was talking to you, you know, to mention Harley, um, who, who, who I co-manage. I was talking to her the other day about. I think I was sat playing Getaway at the, the kitchen table, and she was doing something else. And I said, you know what? Because she was stressed about something. I said, you know what? All that other shit is bollocks said, the only thing that matters after all that is that you can just sit down and you can play a song. That, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. The song is the most important thing and how, what it means to you. And when you sing it, do you still love it? And no, like, like as, as, as blessed as I am for a head and heart and all those things, nothing has ever or will ever touch my life the way Adam, Stu, Phil, Tim and Tony have Never will I, will I ever be moved like that again. Um, maybe when I find a wife, but <laughs> but like that is 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 just the, the most important thing that's ever happened to me. And I, I have to say, Adam's enthusiasm for that since since we start started talking again has been unbelievable. I mean, it's been inspiring. You know, the the, the conversation that he's the he's the kind of the initiator of most conversations, and that's you know because. I think that was one role that I think Adam had in the early days as well that he probably didn't realise he had. Um, that he he was a he was a leader as well. Hmm. Okay. I mean, Adam's a Adam's a strong personality. Yeah, for sure. When Adam's when Adam's saying he's doing something, he's fucking doing it. Yeah, he's and a pain in the he ass. Knows, I know. He knows every single detail about the thing he's doing. Like yeah. that is that's what makes him so good at, at guitar. That's what makes him so good at fucking podcasting. You're now. right. <laughs> you know because. Again, in, 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 in a similar sense to me, his laser, like once he's on, he's on. Yeah. And he's, his energy and the way Phil and Stuart have been and the way kind of Tim and Tony have refereed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. 
it, that's that's why this that's why for me in my head that's why I, how I've been able to get over the fear mm-hmm. of not fucking up what we'd already done. Yeah, because um, that's, that's I mean you know we talk about that a lot, don't we? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. this. Do we want to do this gig? Yeah, but I don't want it to go. I don't want it to be bad because we ended so well. Like that yeah. last show, it leaves, man. Like, you know, that is like, it was amazing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to see that amount of love. Listen, <laughs> yeah, you guys, this is, first of all, everything that you just said was super powerful. And and I agree with what you're saying about Adam as well. Yeah, he, he does have that energy about him. And he, when he puts his mind to anything, he does it really well. I've done podcasting for years with a lot of different people. And it's never been easier than doing it with Adam. Like he just, he's, because he, he thought about it, he talked about it, he figured it out, and he's really good at it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I joke and I say he's almost as good at podcasting as he is a guitar, but, <laughs> you know. Not he, quite, not quite. Yeah, <laughs> he, almost. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, but my opinion, and this is, you know, take it or leave it, the four of you guys have just really grown and moved on and gotten really healthy that I don't think you guys would have to worry about damaging the, the what you already had. I, I can't even imagine. If you guys put out a, another album or did anything new, it would be such another chapter and you don't even have to respond and to everyone that's listen this is not a hint i'm there's no there's no anything there's no promise but i'm just saying take it or leave it just getting to know adam and seeing where all you guys are that energy that the four of you had when you were 18 if that got back in the room and said let's create i, I think in 2021 would be something well, for the ages yeah yeah i mean that's that's like a that's like another level i, th- I think what rob's talking about is even like that live legacy yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't, you know, as much for, well, that's certainly how I've interpreted it. And that, you know, as soon as, as soon as me and you were right and you know, I thought I want to do this, do you know what I mean? I'm not being, I'm not being funny, but I made it my mission to make sure it happened. Do you know what I mean? And I made it my mission to make sure that you were comfortable with it. Yeah. And that's why I like, look, I'll just come around and I'll, you know, we'll just play a couple of songs tentatively. Yeah. And we'll, you know, I was just all about, look, you know, I, I, I can stand up on that stage and play the song. No problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't matter in this. My focus was entirely on how can I make this work for you to a point where you're comfortable with it? Because of, yeah. you know, obviously we knew that it wasn't a, comfortable place for any for you anymore on the stage at the forefront of that band yeah. you know what i mean so that you yeah. know that became that certainly became my focus once i'd fallen back in love with the band which like i say i had totally pushed out of my mind mm. yeah i mean we certainly prop each other up in that you know i think it's daunting um to have to it's, it's going to be a lot of work for me i mean i mean <laughs> i'm you know the idea of trying to play a show in, in may the beginning of December, I was like, right, I need to get on the treadmill. Like, I'm training now to get in shape for that gig. Yeah. I'm skipping, I'm skipping every other day to get my feet to move like they used to do 10 years ago. Like, I I, I don't want to die on that stage. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that what we do is, you know, so people go, wow, yeah, they're decent still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one thing that I think, and the one thing that I've always tried to put in your head as well is, you know, it's in like going in front of a load of, you know, newcomers and trying to impress them. There's going to be a lot of love coming from the crowd onto that stage. Do you know what I mean? And for, for the one thing that was in my mind is just how much that will eventually count for. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's certainly something that I was always conscious of trying to get into your red. That it's like, look, man, this is your platform. Do you know what I mean? These are, these people are, are looking 
looking up to you do you know what i mean they love you so you know you can make mistakes but you know we're perfectionists aren't we and they're, they're sort of things that play on our minds but it's fascinating to think that something we did like in our sleep do you know what i mean like we're sat here thinking oh my god can we do it and and, and you know that was something that was so great about that first year so never mind the second <laughs> one where, where, never mind the second one where we released the video on youtube but um you know that first one that was just such a relief wasn't it do you know what i mean um mm-hmm. i remember like you picking up the mic and going to sing and you know your voice coming out and i was thinking yes you know what i mean I, said, <laughs> you know, I, I know it's a long way i know you know just like it's one thing singing a bit of a song and going yeah i can hit them notes but then doing it for an hour and 20 minutes at the same time as trying to you know dance or whatever it yeah but it, it was a daunting thing for us um a daunting thing for all of us but like i say anyway once i once i got my head back into that the music mentality it was hard to remember it ever not being there do you know what i mean it's such it's, it's so weird is that I, yeah. I don't know man i don't know and it makes you question time. I was like, 10, yeah. 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you question everything. That, that was the thing that I'm not being, you know, I'm swearing a bit now, but that was the thing that pissed me off so much is like spending nine years um, being so sure that someone were the truth to have it shattered in about three seconds. And you go, <laughs> all right, so that was bollocks then. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's been a hell of a lot of wasted energy, hasn't it? Um, you know, like... <laughs> I don't know. It just makes you laugh at life, I suppose, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like being trapped in a cave for 50 years and then suddenly realising, oh, shit, keys in door. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, so like, time. Just, but to be kind of, just to be frank, though, like that, how accommodating the guys have been in, in, in my fear has <laughs> uh, been amazing. And especially Adam, because he's he's like, don't worry, we could do this. And bit by bit, he's been there to to kind of help me through. So, like, this, th- this gig is happening because those guys those yeah. guys making me believe I could do it again but like that I was shocked seriously I'm sat there with my crony man going I don't know if I could do this anymore <laughs> you should have heard these fuckers not kidding like 10 years I was like these guys have definitely I think to myself these guys have definitely been practicing on Sly <laughs> like there's absolutely no way like what song were it true for it truth yeah yeah I mean Phil just like Phil, Phil says he Phil says he ain't even got a drum kit. I think at the moment. Like, uh, yeah, and I had one set up for years. So I thought, like, mm. and, it, and it just started like with the opening beat. Then these two came in, and then but they but and then we man, we get we got through it and we all looked at each other and went, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. And, then, and then that fellow that came in, that was the best bit. He popped this fellow popped his head in. Uh, might oh, I hadn't heard this. This no, guy yeah. popped his head in, and he went, oh, it is you. And we were like, hello, like, uh. can we help? And he went, well, I just heard the band playing. I thought, okay, oh, that's a really good version of the music. <laughs> you started singing. I thought, okay, that's a really good version of the music. Wow. And then, and then he came in. So we were like, we were like, someone set this up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but that Pete, was magic. I've got it on video, Pete, by the way. I've actually got that moment on video yeah, where that that's awesome. came in. You can't actually see him, but you can hear him come in the room. But yeah, like, you know, we, he just walked in and we're like, oh my God, it is you. And we were like, I, I remember thinking, yeah, it is. It actually is. I don't believe it either, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. I, seriously, I was like, yeah, I'd be that shocked. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, like, I again, as soon as I decided that I wanted this gig to happen, do you know what I mean? That, and like the Twitter thing. And it's like, well, hang on. There's actually people I can talk to here who know about the band. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, that, that's when I started putting out riff videos and remembering how to play the songs and just mm. getting back into playing guitar and loving it. And because, you know, that that was such a, that's been a frustrating thing over the last nine years as well. 
I mean, it's been good to a degree because there's no worse than people finding out you were in a band and then, oh, you were in a band. And then you, you, it's impossible to, no one understands. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you play our working men's clubs and that. And honestly, it got to a point where I was just like, yeah, yeah, we just played working men's. You know, because I, yeah. you know, otherwise I'd have been stood there for three hours, like spitting venom in the face. I'll tell you how good we bloody were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To, to actually convince someone of how good we were, you know, it would, have, would have been an impossibility. So, you know, it became like almost a blessing that no one knew about the band and that everyone had forgotten. But yeah, man, that, you know, yeah. that first practice playing and it yeah. was just like, it was just a shock. It was a massive way off my chest. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of pressure of, you know, because I didn't know if you were going to sing three or four words and go, oh, no, no. You know what I mean? I <laughs> See you later, lad. I don't fancy it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I'm, a comp- I'm a proper competitive bastard. So like, you know, I, I was like, I'm going to get through this this first song. No danger. Like, I'm just going to be like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to fight my way through it. And then I was like, actually, it's all right. You guys did no danger. No, no, no. no. He used no that's that's he actually used. how the, the name came about because you used to be like, oh yeah, no danger. Like it would be like a saying, you know, if someone went, uh, oh, oh, if you like, for example, if you went, oh, do us a cup of tea, and they came back and they went, oh yeah, don't you? And you'd be like, oh, no danger. Ah, you know okay. I mean? like, it's saying that's that's why that, that yeah. I explained that to you, Pete. Yeah, he did. It's, yeah. Yeah, I learn all kinds of British uh, uh, slang. Matter of fact, some guy the other day named uh, Teddy Watson on Twitter. He says to me, "You're a jammy jammy bugger," and I was like. Did this dude just tell me off? I don't even know what that means. I had to Google it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, man. So anything on the set list that uh, for Temple Newsom for you, Rob, that's off the table? You're like, no, we're not doing that. I mean, we haven't we have, we have spoke a great deal about it. I remember muting the idea of turn out the light to you and you were like, yeah, I don't know about Yeah, that. it's probably my <laughs> least favorite song of ours. Really? Yeah, hmm. man. Uh, I, I'm... Uh, I mean, I, you know, I I kind of like it for, for to listen to. Not yeah. not it's not fun to play Got for it. me that one. Okay. Um, I mean, we haven't even really spoke about it, so I don't want to kind of say too much. But sure, you know, Every, everyone's it, everyone's got songs that they're like. Uh, every yeah, one of us has got one or two, haven't we? Do you yeah. know, we just have to walk. We could put a set list together out of the ones that everyone agrees. On. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I'm going to get Stu back here because Stu Stu is always like, let's do like an hour and forty five minutes, and I'm always like, oh my god, <laughs> do we have to. Um, <laughs> Like I think all the kind of obvious ones are in there, yeah. Um, and I think we're there's a lot we've got to organise around, you know, equipment and who we're going to be working with. Because at the moment, for obvious reasons, we can't get in and develop any kind of like team that mm. can help us uh, build that set list. So I think you know Phil is an absolute magician with you know the technical stuff. Um, mm. He's definitely on on top of that for us, thankfully. Um, so the, I mean. You know, stuff like disco, we've not played for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Is that going to be hard to do? But if we could pull it off, like that would be magic to do. Mm. Um, for me, it's a no-brainer. We, we should probably start with, with the dance and finish with walls. But that's just <laughs> what I think, you know. I agree. I agree. All, all I mean, it's up for discussion. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. It- you know, this is all the sort of stuff that, as I explained before, you know, when, you, when you're sort of doing a tour, things fall into place, whereas we've got to make everything re-fall into place for one show. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is, is going to be interesting, but, you know, it's a, it's a challenge that we're up for. And I think we all knew with the second... If everyone's on the same page, man, and everyone's, like, getting on, do you know what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. 
Well, listen, Rob, I was going to take you through a bunch of questions, but it's late and I feel really bad that we've been t- yeah, man, taking I, I, so I, much I, of your time. Do it, man. It's fine. I, I love this shit. I love it. <laughs> you want it's some rapid fire questions? All right. Like, yeah. All right. Richard Fitz Thomas uh, on Twitter says, all right, Pete, I got a question for the lads, if you don't mind. They were rumored to be filling in for Amy Winehouse at Glastonbury in 08 uh, if she couldn't perform. Is this true? That, right. Okay. So we replaced Zwan at Glastonbury one year, but yeah. the year before, he's right. I don't know whether it was Amy Winehouse, but we were doing some gigs and then it was like, right, lads, you might be playing Glastonbury tomorrow. We don't know. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to drive down to the site, sit outside the site in the bus. And if they say yes, drive on and play. If they say no, drive and go home. It's, <laughs> Uh, I can't remember if it was Winehouse I don't know if you know Rob can you remember any of this or is this all news to you I can't remember any of this <laughs> right, fair I'll carry on then yeah um, so we effectively um, drove down there and waited for a bit it didn't happen so we drove home so we were supposed to be on at one point but it didn't happen yet but then obviously we replaced um, Billy Corgan and Zwan one year as well so yeah there's the answer to that one all right uh, Ross Hillier from Twitter also says, uh, what are the lyrics for the bridge of Into the Night about? Because it's a total shift from the verses and the chorus. Oh my God, I'd have to listen to it. <laughs> the bridge is in like, is this an American person or a UK person? Because the bridge for, for Americans is different for a bridge for UK people. Scottish. Okay. So, the, does he, so does he mean the middle eight? I think, does he mean the I live, you live for, what is it? I live, oh Christ, I can't remember either. I thought he meant you like the, the bridge is like the part forever. after the chorus, right? No, no the so bridge, like, is the, it, bridge is usually in, in the UK, it's like verse, bridge, chorus. But in America, they go verse, pre-chorus, chorus, and then they call the, what we call the middle eight. Middle eight. The bridge. Ah. Um, but if he means it in a UK sense, I mean, that whole song from my point of view, lyrically, is just about how I loved someone, but their life was completely different to mine mm. and it was never going to work. But there was moments where, you know, tonight we start a fire. It was like, that was the passion. That was the beginning of passion. Mm. And, and, and you live for the weekend and I live for forever, which is a weird lyric, but it, it was like, I, I, I'm that as, as, as random as it felt at the time, it was like the, the way they live their life and the way I live my life is just never going to match up. Well, to me, the best part of that song was, I never want you in my life, in my life. And then right after that, I can't stop thinking about you, which exactly. is like such a, exactly. con- it's so, it's such a normal exactly. conflict that I think everybody yeah. has experienced. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is a, that's a very common feeling. I hate you, but I can't stop thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Uh, this one comes from a jammy, jammy bugger named Pete uh, that uh, wants to know uh, what the status is on your acoustic album. I know you've been uh, talking about sourcing uh, content, other musicians, and you're talking about doing an acoustic yeah, album. Yeah, man. I've got probably, it's written like I've got I've got things written. I was just trying to, the plan was to get all the like amazing people that I work with to play bits and sing bits and do bits. Yeah. And then it'd be this weird collection of all my favorite people playing instruments on, on, on a record. But again, I'm just left to my own devices at the moment. I've tried to do a few bits online. I've got one song a bit further down the line, like some a, a guy I know called Fred Cox. He's like an amazing producer and writer. He put some piano down on a, on a tune, but it's kind of like dark country music, if, if that's the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's basically what it is, yeah. Well, if if you ever need any cowbell, give me a call. I'd be happy to contribute. <laughs> cowbell on a country tune. <laughs> 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 
And uh, let's see. Oh, and and Adam Nutter wants to know if you have a vinyl printing press because he's tired of everybody else <laughs> asking him for copies of the old albums. <laughs> oh, I've been avoiding that question so much because I don't know what the answer is. Yes. <laughs> Last one, uh, Sugar Shanks on Twitter uh, was super excited about. Uh, he was bothering Adam for a, for a backstage pass, <laughs> and Adam was like, "I don't have any." So uh, he wants to know if you have one. <laughs> backstage pass. You know what? No. You know what? Backstage is not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Usually, there's like a loaf of bread, some wafer thin ham, you know, twelve bottles of water, you know, twenty four red stripe, couple of bottles of you know Lambrella. In and, a park cabin, yeah. And everybody good. <sighs> <laughs> like, it's it's not that exciting. It's not it's not it's all me, it's captured to be. It's me sat in the cloud in the corner. That's what it was, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh man, there's so much. There's so much more we could talk about as well. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is you know. The, this has been brilliant. I've absolutely loved it. As I loved it with every one of the lads, but yeah. like you alluded to Rob, mine and your connection. Do you know what I mean? Um, but that's something I want to say is, you know, I'd love, we'd love to have you on again to talk more stuff. Do you know what I mean? More sort of like memories, you know, even just going back through making albums and stuff, just, you know, not too formal, just, you know, yeah. just that's like this, but I just, I don't know, like, now, now I've reconnected with this. I just love reliving bits of it. Do you know, I mean, that's what I, you know. Yeah. And even with my other mates, like Deg, when me and Deg sat down, we still talk about that time that he got chased by all them cows at Tempsey, and, <laughs> and he would try to get that frisbee. Do you know what I mean? All the time we were stood <laughs> stood in fields at Love and All in pissing rain with purple rain blasting out my car and stuff. Like that. <laughs> I just love, I just love memories like that. So, um, yeah. definitely, man. Um, yeah. So what have you got any more questions there, Pete, from the Twitter? No, man, that's that's, that's all I'm going to bug you with. I'm just going to say that uh, as someone who's been a longtime fan uh, and a true appreciator of what you guys do, thank you for joining the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for, you know, actually getting back together for this gig. I, I'm really looking forward to it. No, man, I, I appreciate what you two are doing right now. It's like really, it's giving everyone a really good opportunity to kind of talk about what, what they've been through, what they're excited about. So thank you both, to both of you for, for allowing to allowing us to do that and for having me on. It's, it's, it's the first time I've ever done this, so it's, uh, it's kind of scary. It's, it's, it's as scary as it is exciting. Well, I mean, you know, you've done a great job, just like everyone who came on said they were nervous, has excelled and been really natural, um, really genuine. Um, and, you know, we've, you know, we've talked about some stuff that's not easy to talk about. And, mm. you know, I um, want to say thank you for that. You know, I mean, like... I don't know. It's, it's hard to end this one, really, but um, it's just bit, reconnecting with you has been the highlight of my year, without doubt. Um, highlight probably the last nine, nine years. What? Um, so, so to have you, um, fuck off, Pete. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, to have you on podcast like this has been awesome, and to hear you talk so sort of frankly and openly, um, I think it's brilliant, and that and. You know, I've loved it. So yeah, I'd love you to come on again and talk random stories and funny Gosh, stuff. Man. And same with other lads. And I'd love to get us all four on at one point and try and make that That'd work. That'd be mad. That'd oh, be yeah. mad. It, yeah. it would, yeah. Um, I'd love so, to go yeah. through like a record as well. Like yes. talk about lyrics and, you know, Brilliant. like pick pick songs apart and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to do that, man, because I've, I've never really done it. Okay. Really? Yeah, We're really. definitely going to do that. Definitely. Definitely.
So yeah, I suppose then um, I best bring this to some sort of end for now. Um, it's been great having all the lads on. It's been great for me. Pete's loved it, and I, you know, I really hope that everyone out there has got something out of it. Every every one of us that's been on here has been frank and honest. It, you know, it was awesome listening to Tim, and it's just snowballed, um, and it just it feels really great to speak to Rob like we are doing now. So yeah, um, thanks to everyone for listening, and um, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.